0: You are listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And it's Pastor Benjamin Davis.
1: Causes of anxiety and depression and how to beat them, part two. This is number two. Have you ever had a person uh, with uh, so much godly sorrow uh, that they're working through? In other words, they know they've sinned and now they're having godly sorrow that just part of their godly sorrow is that they feel the need to tell you everything, all of their deep, dark secrets, including a bunch of stuff that you really don't want to listen to. <laughs> have you ever experienced that? Yes, I have. <laughs> it, it takes
0: it to a new level when you do it as a group, and then it turns into a, my sins are worse than your sins party. It's that, uh, if you've never seen the, uh, the Brian Regan, there's a comedy sketch that he does it's called The Me Monster, mm-hmm. and it's the that ain't
1: nothing <laughs> when somebody <laughs> says that you know it's something that at times you have to tolerate because people with godly sorrow do feel the need to tell all
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. and so it's part of their repentance process mm-hmm. their, their, it's, it's it's their expression of their godly sorrow for their sin and it's part of their repentance, is they sometimes they just feel need to t- to tell all, mm-hmm. um, and and so you got you do have to tolerate that some so that they can properly express their uh, godly sorrow. Yeah. So um, let's let's kind of look at what uh, Isaiah is saying here: is is cause of anxiety and depression, how to beat them is, is how one way to beat anxiety and depression is through godly sorrow. Yeah. Um, and what we're saying in Isaiah is saying is. Not all anxiety and depression is caused by sin, but a mm. lot of it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is caused by people's sin and and, and iniquity that's not confessed before the Lord. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah 57, uh, 20 says, But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet. And its waters toss up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Mm. And he's describing people that have these sins in their lives, and their lives are like a tossing sea that's just being tossed around. Man, have you ever been... We took a trip from uh, Hawaii to um, Canada on a cruise, and I saw the biggest waves I've ever seen in my Mm. life. These waves looked as big as the cruise ship. Mm. I mean, they were massive. Uh, Waves can get really big. You're in the open ocean. Yeah, it it, it was the open ocean, and I'm so... Uh, you know, the, the, the wicked are like the tossing seed. It's their sin makes them unstable. Mm-hmm. So how do you beat it is through godly sorrow. And Isaiah 57 verse 18 says, I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. This is God's heart and his passion is he wants to heal them. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and his mourners, creating the fruit of the lips. And notice what he says, peace, peace. To the far and to the near, says the Lord, I will heal them. Okay, so it is God's desire to heal anxiety and depression, but the methodology is godly sorrow. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 57 is all about comfort for the contrite. So it's all about comfort for those who are willing to repent, those who are willing to be contrite. Why do you think... Godly sorrow is a necessary part of repentance. Why why, does, why is Godly, and a lot of, some people want, I find that godly sorrow is mystical to some people, but mm-hmm. why is godly sorrow required, and, um, and let's start with that, for mm-hmm. repentance. How, how does it help repentance?
0: Well, it changes your perspective mm-hmm. on what you did. Uh, and so, if all it is, is uh, I can't believe I got caught, you know, this behavior was bad, Or maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I still wanted to do that. And I just can't believe I got caught in this situation. I won't do it again, but I don't really want to change my heart on the matter. I'm not sure that I believe it's wrong. I believe that you believe it's wrong, but I'm not sure that I believe it's wrong. That's the worldly sorrow. Mm -hmm. That's just like, man, I got caught. Yeah. Sorry I got caught. Yeah. But godly sorrow is, oh, Lord, I see what this does to my relationship with you Mm. and how it separates me and I don't ever want to do this again because I see your perspective on it. Mm. I see, I see how this separates us and I don't want that in our relationship. That's a totally different perspective and your heart becomes soft. Yeah. Um, and so with worldly sorrow, I think your heart becomes hard because yeah. you're upset that you got caught. Yeah. But godly sorrow is that soft Lord somewhere. I got out of the lines,
1: Reshape me so that
0: I fit back in. Mm. um, mm. That's the. And if
1: you want the ultimate example of godly sorrow, just read Psalm 51. Mm -hmm. That's David's expression of godly sorrow. You know, one thing I've noticed, learned about godly sorrow is that when a person has genuine godly sorrow, you don't have to look for it. Mm -hmm. It just exudes itself. It Mm -hmm. just is obvious. If you have to look for it, godly sorrow probably is not present. And the problem is when godly sorrow is not present is that um, repentance is temporary. Mm-hmm. A God, the purpose of godly sorrow is to make repentance permanent. Yeah. Uh, so let's take it a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that godly sorrow that and the repentance that comes from it is what actually produces peace, peace? Now, before you answer that question, um, you, anytime in the scripture you see a word repeated, mm-hmm. it's its way of emphasis. So mm-hmm. in, in the English, it would be peace with an exclamation mark. But the scriptural way, the Hebrew way, is peace, peace. Mm-hmm. So it, he says, peace, peace to the to those far off and near. I will heal them. What he's saying is peace with an exclamation mark. It's mm-hmm. it's it, it is is peace is going to be the defining thing. Why do you think that it's godly sorrow that brings lasting peace? Because it it's like what I said. It puts us
0: back within the boundaries that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be in. Yeah. So I mean every. Surely somebody as a child remembers, maybe people don't do this anymore. I remember as a kid, my parents would say, stay right here. Mm. And they would go and do something. Sometimes in public, it was just, stay right here, I'll be Mm. right back. Mm -hmm. And I remember the few times where I decided I would rather be over there than right here. Hmm. There is that anxiety that hits you. Of, hmm. I'm not doing what my parents asked me to do because I'm doing what I want to do. Hmm. Um, and so I think that's what happens when we cross the line hmm. with sin. And so godly sorrow puts us back where the Lord wants us hmm. to be. Hmm. And there's peace in yeah. being obedient to what he tells us yeah. to do.
1: The, the, the source of all true peace is being in a right relationship, and fellowship with the God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then he gives his Holy Spirit to that relationship. Um, And, you know, a lot of people think that God gives his peace and his Holy Spirit to a person, Mm -hmm. but actually he gives it to a relationship. He gives it to that relationship that is right with him, and then the Holy Spirit produces peace. You know, the beauty of living a lifestyle that way is that... uh, I get so addicted do you believe peace is addictive yes it's I like do. more addictive than any drug peace mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. and it's a good addiction it's a healthy addiction but i get so addicted to that peace that comes from the holy spirit that when i get out of alignment just a little bit mm-hmm. and the peace is just not as much as mm-hmm. as prevalent as it usually is man you want it back you mm-hmm. you're like okay where am I out of alignment? What what's what's shifted here? How am I out of alignment with God? Because I need my peace. Mm-hmm. I used to have an elder in our church that said, "I can't go a day without peace." I don't know about you guys, but I got if I'm out of alignment and my peace is gone, I have to get it back now, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Um, and he would say that all the time. Is 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 peace is addict is meant to be addictive. And and it and it becomes a force and a power that sustains us, and so much so though that if I get out of alignment with God, a word that I spoke, or an attitude, or a thought process, or crossing a line somewhere, I can't live a day.
0: Mm.
1: I cannot live a day Mm. uh, without it. Which Mm. means I got to fix that today, (laughs) now, so that I can get my peace back. And that's really what it's meant to be about. And um, so, so, you know, my encouragement is that godly sorrow not only brings peace, but peace, peace, and it's worth it. It's good.
0: Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community and small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us at our new service times at 9.30 a.m. and still for our live stream or in person at 11 a.m.